0: Hello and welcome to Accountability Talks with AGA. I'm your host, Paul Marshall. Today, we speak with Justin Marsico from the U.S. Treasury. We're going to check out the Data Lab website. It's part of USA Spending. And I re- recommend you navigate there now, datalab.usaspending.gov. I'm going to kind of walk through the site and talk about some of the really very interesting features there. how they're using a Spending data to provide all kinds of interesting insights. So without further ado, here's the podcast. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Okay, another exciting podcast today. It's actually Friday the 13th, so uh, hopefully everything goes all right. <laughs> uh, but we're talking about um, the Data Lab, a very exciting website. Uh, it's related to USA Spending. I'm sure a lot of you know about USA Spending. Um, and we have today... You're Justin Marsico from the Treasury, so good morning, Justin. Good
1: morning, Paul. Thanks for having me on the podcast.
0: All right. Well, why don't you tell us all about yourself and uh, what you do at Treasury?
1: Sure. Thanks. So I work for uh, the fiscal service, which is part of the Treasury Department that that provides financial management uh, services to the federal government. Um, We are the agency that makes payments uh, on behalf of federal agencies and collects revenue for federal agencies and does a lot of accounting um, for the the federal government. And that puts us in a unique position where we happen to be also collecting a lot of data about those uh, those different activities. So I sit inside of an office and, and manage an office um, that thinks about data across our enterprise at, at the Fiscal Service. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the other things that, that we do that you mentioned in the introduction that we're really proud of is we run a, uh, a pretty robust transparency program. So mm-hmm. we're taking a lot of that, that data that we have on financial activity for the federal government and making it available to the public. One of the primary mechanisms that we have for doing that is through a website a lot of people are familiar with called yeah. USA Spending.
0: And that's been around for about a decade. Is that right? Yep. So yeah, let's talk a little about USA Spending, and then we'll kind of talk about a couple of other things that Data Lab for sure. Um, so just for folks that may not be as familiar, you know, just give us a little general. You know, what is USA Spending? What's the purpose of the site? What kind of things can you find there?
1: Yeah. So USA Spending is a public website um, that is powered by federal agencies around the government providing information to Treasury that we make available to, to the uh, on the website in um, download downloadable form as well as um, interactive visualizations So what is that data mm-hmm. It relates to federal finance but in a couple of pr- pretty particular buckets. One is data on federal contracts mm-hmm. um, so if a federal agency VA or HUD issue uh, a contract, for an outside entity, for work that they need done, they submit data to us and we publish that so that the public can um, can know what that, that contract is about, when it was issued, who it's who it's gone to. Uh-huh. And in addition to that, we have data on all of the modifications that are made to that contract over time. So you can go onto our website and you can find a contract and you can see not only what it was originally intended for, but how it's been changed over, over its lifetime up until... Um, the contract itself is, is closed and, and funds are deobligated. So we have data on contracts. That's one mm-hmm, bucket another right. bucket That's very similar to that in its data structure is what we call financial assistance um, Which is mostly grants and, and cooperative agreements. There's some mm-hmm. loan data that are in there as well. So similarly mm-hmm. when federal agencies are making grants um, in some cases to universities, I think we'll talk about that later, mm-hmm, yeah. we have uh, data on that, as well as all of the amendments that are made to those uh, grants uh, over their lifetime and then, and then finally closed out. Right, right. The last bucket of data that we have on USA spending is what we call um, federal account data. Mm-hmm. Um, so for those who aren't in the, the federal financial community, um, what that means is um, b- basically like a bank account, for federal agencies. So, federal agencies get funds appropriated into different bank accounts, uh, or bank account-like entities that Mm -hmm. we call federal accounts, and then they spend those uh, funds over time. So, the last bucket of data that we have is information on how federal agencies around the government are spending money out of those different accounts and what they're spending it on, whether mm. it's on labor or on contracts, right. um, or on rent for their buildings, and and so on and so forth.
0: Okay, and this is primarily from what agency financial systems, procurement systems, things like that, or what what are some of the sources?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So for for a long time, for the for the history of uh, of USA spending, I don't know if this is too far in the weeds for your listeners, but <laughs> for the long uh, history of of uh, USA spending. Um, the site was just information on grants and contracts. Okay. Um, and a couple of years ago, um, there was a law passed called the uh, the Data Act, mm-hmm. um, and that basically mandated not only that that third bucket of, of data that I described before, data on federal accounts, be submitted to, to Treasury, mm-hmm. but, and this is the key, that the contract and grants be linked to those federal accounts. So prior to the Data Act, you just had a kind of collection of different uh, pieces of information about grants and their amendments and contracts and their modifications. Now what we have is data on federal accounts that come directly from agency financial systems Mm -hmm. that are linked to data from procurement systems and and from from grant systems so now you can go in and see not only um, a contract to let's say BAE systems but you can see which federal account funded that um, that contract mm. and how much was appropriated into that account um, for the current fiscal year and and right. where that agency is in terms of obligating and liquidating funds out of that account
0: okay yeah and speaking of data act so you know, and I guess people would ask, I mean, I'm sure 10 years ago is a little different, you know, uh, you know how, how accurate was the data then? How accurate is it now? I mean, I think, you know, there's audits of the data for sure. So, I mean, well, how do you feel things are going as far as that?
1: Well, I definitely think that things are moving in the right direction, mm-hmm. um, and there are a couple of mechanisms that are that are making that happen. One that you already alluded to is kind of the stick. That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's built into the Data Act law is a mandate that inspectors general around the government do um, audits of their agency's submissions to Treasury. Mm-hmm. Um, we've already had one round of, of those audits of the, the data quality that have mm-hmm. come out. Um, GAO is also doing a lot of work um, in this space. Uh, they had an audit last year. they're they're getting ready to come out with another one on data quality soon. So agencies are um, focusing on on data quality right because they're getting recommendations or one reason is that they're getting recommendations yeah. that that come from those uh, those audits. And agencies also have been working over the last um, couple of years to come up with data quality plans to mm-hmm. actually identify like, how are we going to fix uh, our data yeah. quality? What is the life cycle of data that's moving through our systems? And like, what are the points at which uh, data quality deteriorates and how do we address those? So that's kind of one, uh, one way that uh, agencies have been working on their data quality. Right. Uh, another way, and this is this is kind of the, the opposite uh, uh, angle or the, the carrot approaches, mm-hmm. what we've been doing here at Treasury is just trying to use the data um, so that does a couple of things first of all when you when you use the data you uncover the issue the issues with it as you're unable to do the thing that you want to do exactly um, or you have to come up with a workaround to address the the, the gap in, in data quality so it, it lets it, it kind of brings those issues to the surface mm-hmm. and the other thing that it does that um, I think is really the most exciting is it shows federal agencies mm-hmm. um the the data is being used for decision making it's being used right. for analyses and that you know the the whole process of of creating data from the moment that somebody enters uh, uh, an award into a system mm-hmm. until it comes in uh in a file to treasury should be taken very seriously one thing that we'll get to a little bit later is this analysis that Treasury did on the, on the data lab website on um, federal investment in higher education. Mm-hmm. So we have a number that we came up with for fiscal year 18, which is $149 billion um, being invested in higher education in, in fiscal year 18. Well, that number is only as good as uh, the data that federal agencies provide to us. Right. But, but our hope is that when agencies see us doing that analysis, um, that they know that this is this is an activity that, that we need to take seriously.
0: Right, absolutely. Yeah, and let's, let's, let's well, um, yeah, let's go to the Data the data Lab site here. So uh, I believe it's datalab.usaspending.gov. So, and I wasn't even, I, knew, I mean, a lot of us probably are aware of USA Spending, and Data Lab's definitely a newer uh, site. So how long has that site been around? Uh, it's about a, a year or two?
1: Yeah, it's about uh, a year and a half. Um, we launched that site uh, in April a couple years ago, um, and we've been trying to add new analyses to it every couple of months um, to um, keep people coming back and keep them excited about using uh, federal financial data.
0: Yeah, I mean, folks out there, I say go, go log on right now and check it out. Maybe you can listen, to, you know, walk along as we talk about it. It's a really cool site, um, a lot of great visualizations. So, uh, Justin, tell us a little bit about some of the analyses people would see on the site.
1: Yeah, thanks. Um, So uh, just to mention the URL one more time uh, for your listeners, it's uh, datalab.usaspending.gov. You can also just search on Google for a treasury data lab and it it should come up right at the top. Um, So before I talk about the analyses, I just want to uh, just plug what the purpose of it is for for one second. So we, we kind of think about the data lab as having a couple of different purposes. One is that We want to get people excited about the possibility of what federal financial data um, uh, can uncover about the the federal government. You know, if you just go to USA Spending um, kind of blind and you download a giant file of grant awards, you could very easily be looking at um, a spreadsheet and think this is like overwhelming it's confusing i have no idea how to how to begin working with this data and what we're trying to do in the data lab is to show the art of the possible Mm -hmm. um and how you can really understand federal government programs and operations through the lens of how it's spending money um so that's kind of the the first Purpose that we have is to get people excited about uh, about federal financial data, and you know, that group of people that we're trying to get excited include um, researchers and, and academics and, and data scientists mm-hmm. um, and uh, and financial analysts. the The second purpose that we have of, uh, on the site is just to educate and inform people um, who who may not be uh, ready to go and pull the data and and run it through Python and do Mm -hmm. an analysis on their own, but who just are curious about um, some of the results that we've come up with. So, you know, for those people, they can go and see, like I said before, the amount of spending on uh, higher education or um, spending in their state uh, on homelessness or or one of the other types of uh, analyses that, that we've done on the site.
0: Right, yeah, and uh, I mean, that's I mean, they're pretty in depth too. I mean, I looked at the homelessness and the higher ed. I mean, it's it's not just one chart. It's it's a lot of good data, and I like how it's presented. It's very, you know, visually appealing. You can kind of get a quick understanding of some of some big issues. I mean, you guys really did a really good job with that.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. We one of the goals that we have is uh, for that first group of of researchers and academics and uh, and data people that we want to uh, inspire is showing how um, federal financial data can be complemented with other types of, uh, of Data so y- you mentioned that mm-hmm. um, when you go to the homelessness analysis the first thing that you see on the page is a, uh, a Census of where people experiencing homelessness actually live. So that's yeah, a on map on the map, right? Yeah, and really that cool. that's a data set that is published annually by um, the Department of Housing and Urban Development hmm. um, and what we did is we took that data which is organized in geographic regions that HUD recognizes, um, and those are the geographic regions that um, that that those areas use to apply for funding. So you look at the map, and, and it's kind of in funny shapes that you know you're not necessarily yeah. used to. It's like used to states seeing. or
0: cities. It's kind of these funky little. Yeah, you're right. Different kind of shapes. <laughs> yeah,
1: and that's how HUD recognizes, or those are the the kind of. Uh, regions that HUD recognizes when they're providing uh, funding for people experiencing um, homelessness. So um, what we did is we showed how you can take our federal financial data and you can also put it into those same geographic shapes Mm -hmm. um, because we have um, geographic data as well. So you can go in and you can see Um, for one of the regions in let's say Michigan, the number of of homeless people in one of the areas outside of Detroit, and then go and see the amount of funding that's going um, into that same geographic region and then um, the different programs um, around the the federal government that are are providing funding into that region. So one, one thing that we thought was really kind of useful about this analysis is that the, the world of uh, spending on people experiencing homelessness um, involves a, about a dozen federal agencies and uh, a couple dozen federal programs. Mm-hmm. So one of the advantages of using Treasury's uh, data that we make available to the public on USA spending is that the the fact that there are 12 or so agencies involved like doesn't matter because the data is all standardized you don't have to go to 12 different websites and get data and try to like piece it together you just go to treasury's site yeah um and you know find a way to collect data on the topic that you want and then you can you can parse it however however you like
0: yeah, I mean, this is amazing. I mean, I go here, you know, LA has been in the news a lot about homelessness. I mean, this thing's showing like 55,000 people. It's huge. And then all the money that's going to California, to this specific part of California, to so LA County and city specifically, you know, by the different federal agencies. Um, you know, I'm sure if you put in their state and local money, it gets even bigger. You know, if we have that information, it'd be really interesting. But, but yeah, I mean, this really just, just kind of illustrates it. I mean, you have here, number of beds number of sheltered people unsheltered people uh, i mean it's it's just really impressive amount of information here
1: cool yeah yeah we got that data from a number of different sources from uh from hud from uh from census and we tried to kind of piece it all together yeah. in a way that tells a a coherent story
0: so speaking of that so is is that kind of a case by case let's say you want to look at homelessness so you go out and say okay well i'll need information from hud x y and z do you already have access to this data, or are you requesting this from them specifically?
1: All the data that we're using on the site is uh, is public data, and oh, not just wow. public data, but already public data. So okay. we're um, we're not kind of uh, calling up agencies and asking them for their yeah. data. We are calling up agencies in the case of HUD in particular, and also the Interagency Council on Homelessness. They were really good partners to us in making sure that we were understanding. Um, their programs and representing them well mm-hmm. um, on this site. Um, but in terms of actually getting the data, um, we were acting just like a, a member of the, the public would.
0: Yeah, so it's, it's, it's stuff that's already out there, but you guys have put it put it together and made sense of it for folks. Um, yeah, another one, like you said, the, the higher education one. I mean, you can go on here. How much, you know have the school spirit, go see where you went to college and see how much money they got. You know, it's, that's on here.
1: Yeah, so we found that people, we did some user testing uh, in, in this area and we found that people really responded to um, to this idea of wondering how much money their alma mater received in uh, in, in funding from the federal government and, and like maybe out of a sense of competition with other schools. So you can go on the site and you can search for um, your institution and and see uh, for the last fiscal year, how much money um, that institution got. Um, Say you wanna, you're interested in Kenyon College, um, you can go and see that and how it compares with, let's say uh, a next door neighbor, uh, Oberlin College um, for for fiscal year 18, both in terms of contracts, grants, and also student aid. So again, getting back to the the point that that I was making before about enhancing federal financial data with, with other types of public data so USA Spending again has that data on grants and contracts we do not have data on federal student aid Hmm. Um, but the Department of Education makes that data available to the public um, through a a data set called uh, IPEDS Um, so what we did is basically go to their data and figure out how to structure it in a way that that kind of seamlessly maps with our data so that when you're going to it, to look at an institution you can see the amount of money that that it got over the last year for grants for contracts and then two students in the form of student aid that ends up being paid to the to the institution so when you're interacting with it it's not you know you're not noticing that the fact that that the data is coming from multiple different uh places.
0: Right. Yeah. And I mean, I think people will be, you know, surprised what agencies contribute to all, all the all these uh, institutions. I mean, it's not just Department of Education. It's, you know, all these other departments, because I guess grants and different research things. I mean, I click on Justice, Department of Justice. I see Texas State got eight million for something related to some kind of, you know, maybe justice related uh, grant or research they're doing or something. Yeah. Right. I, think- I mean, it's really cool.
1: Yeah, there's two other ways that we that we cut the data. You can go in and check out institution um, and explore that. You can also go, like you said, and explore um, which agencies and sub agencies. Um, so HHS is a big contributor of funds to um, to uh, institutions of higher learning. Um, NIH is a really big player um, inside of that inside of that space. Um, also, NSF is is another big uh, big provider of grant funds. So you can go in and see um, all of those different institutions or all those different agencies and, and how they're providing money. And then also what types of programs they're supporting or what types of research they're supporting um, yeah. within those institutions. The third way that you can slice data on the, the site or the, the third lens that we apply to data is a programmatic view. Um, so at the very bottom of the page, you can go and see... Um, what types of activities are actually being supported by, um, by federal funding. So one of the big things that you'll see um, is that medical research and development gets a lot of funding uh, through grants um, mm-hmm. a- across the, the federal government. You can go in and explore um, what types of research um, are... Uh, being conducted through contracts. What types of activities are being conducted through grants, um, and and so on.
0: Yeah, no, and just uh, again, I'll just kind of give folks a few more of the analyses that are on here. Maybe we got, um, just kind of what federal uh, employees, you know, uh, kind of how, how much is spent on that and what types types of work they do. You have like white collar, blue collar, different things there. Obviously, contracting again a big thing, big information source. Um, yeah, it was obviously it was interesting just to see what what how much federal contracts or how many of them are competed versus not competed I didn't realize it was such a big number. I think it's like was it like 40 percent were not competed or something? It's like 320 billion are and 190 billion are not something like that. So just very interesting you know I mean a lot of you know things it's just I don't know things you didn't know until you, until you put it <laughs> put, put put it out there and people can look at it. And that's the thing, that's a great thing, right? You're having folks ask questions now. Oh, I didn't realize that. I wonder why. Or I wonder if I should be interested in this area. Now I'm kind of peaking at an interest in something I didn't realize, you know? So it's good asking questions, making make you ask questions.
1: Yeah, thanks. We, um, we make uh, all of our data available for download, um, like I mentioned before, on, on USA Spending. Um, and one other thing I just wanted to mention is that on on USA Spending, you can access all of our data through API. Um, yeah. So if you're interested in, uh, in, in building uh, something yourself um, that kind of uh, is powered automatically mm-hmm. through a, a data feed, um, I'd encourage people to also check out um, api.usaspending.gov um, to go and see all of our, our different endpoints um, that people can connect to.
0: So actually, one more question on this one. Um, so I understand you're gathering all this here. Um, and it's available for people to download so now the, the financial the non-financial information that's also all stored there as well Or do you have to go to agency sites to bring that in like hud data or whatever?
1: Yeah, good question. So on the data lab um, where we use uh, Data to do visualizations you can download that data Okay, cause um, you've already
0: done it for the thing there. You yeah, you can you can, okay, you can download it. it
1: yourself uh, right there
0: But yeah, so there's probably other things. I mean other things that are publicly available um, you know, that at some point, you you guys probably will bring in there to do additional analyses, right? So, yeah, I mean, what are some of the things you guys are thinking of doing next?
1: We've got a couple of things that are on the on the docket right now that we're uh, that we're excited about. Um, one is an analysis of uh, federal spending on um, opioids, huh. um, specifically opioids um, intervention and, and, and mitigation related to the to the um, uh, epidemic and the the question that we're really trying to answer here is can we show the federal response to this crisis mm-hmm. through a financial lens that's powered by data that, that already exists um, in, in the public um, and this is an interesting analysis um, to see because in the last couple of years spending on opioids has, has really increased and um, and, you know, the, the, the public is, uh, I think, wondering to what extent this uh, money is being spent and, and what it's being spent on. Um, and, you know, we think that our data is a good source of, uh, of that answer. Um, so we're working on an analysis right now that, that kind of walks through um, what the different programs are, where the money is going, and, uh, and what it's being used for. Um, so I, I think that'll be uh, that'll be uh, coming out um, in the in the fall. Another analysis that we're working on is is related to federal spending on infrastructure. So there's a lot of conver- conversation in the public about um, about the state of uh, of the country's infrastructure, and we felt like um, that again, like we have this data on federal spending we just need to figure out how to subset it in the right way um, to show what the current amount of, of spending is. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, we're kind of in the earlier stages of that analysis, but hopeful that um, we'll have something in the, the winter um, of, of this year to launch that shows like over the last year, like what are the areas uh, that the federal government spends on, on infrastructure broadly defined and mm-hmm. where does that money go?
0: Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I love these things with the maps. You can kind of see where things are happening. And, and maybe at some point you guys have a world map because, I mean, we do stuff around the world, obviously. Just be curious about that, too. It's very interesting. Well, let's uh, turn to our last topic. Uh, I understand you also support data strategy uh, for the fiscal service itself. Maybe tell tell us a little bit about about that.
1: Yeah, so the, uh, the fiscal service, as I, I mentioned in the beginning, sits on top of a lot of really Good and interesting data about the the federal government Um, and we feel like there's a lot of value that that can be harnessed from that data um, both in terms of improving the uh, the performance of uh, of what we do at Treasury and identifying efficiencies um, that we can find to to save taxpayer resources So we've been developing a a data strategy um, for our own fiscal service data to figure out how to look to the future um, and chart a path uh, towards it in terms of modernizing our data and making sure that we're using it strategically to to help make uh, decisions. So we're doing this in a couple of different lanes right now. Number one is we're looking at the way that we make data available to the public and whether that's in the best form that it, that it can be in. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, fiscal service makes a lot of data available to the public that's separate from, uh, from what you see on USA Spending. Um, and it's available in a lot of different places across um, fiscal service websites. So we're taking a look right now at how that data is being provided to the public and whether we're providing it in kind of the best possible form that we can that makes it easy for people to understand what it is and to do analysis with it. Uh, another thing that we're looking at is how are we doing uh, analytics within the fiscal service? Right. Um, are we um, how can we kind of use that data um, that we that we have um, and that we collect? Um, on financial activities to identify problems that, that we want to solve and, and do a, a better job um, understanding our, our own programs and operations. So, and the third thing that we're doing is trying to make sure that through a, a cultural lens that people who work for um, the fiscal service um, have the the tools and the skills that they need to be able to to work with data. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're working on coming up with a, a kind of curriculum um, that will uh, teach people the basics of data visualizations and best practices related to that, um, as well as um, you know using data to do analysis, whether it's a predictive or descriptive analysis. Um, how to do um, analysis in uh, in R or Python um, if people are willing mm-hmm. to do that, as well as um, you know building dashboards um, that they uh, that they can use to um, uh, to present data to their peers and to, yeah. to their managers. Uh, another goal that we have is um, thinking about getting away from. Uh, the, the practice of, of having static presentations that are powered by a data call mm-hmm. um, and moving towards a model where when people are giving presentations, they have a place they can go to demonstrate live data that is powered automatically and doesn't uh, require people to run around and create data and format it and put it into uh, another form uh, in order to you know make whatever visualization that, that they're doing. Uh, right. So we want to look kind of forward architecturally to figure out how can we get all of our data into the right shape and into the right location so that people can come in and build a dashboard and then use that instead of going through this this labor-intensive process of creating presentation after presentation after presentation that's like you know powered by static data
0: yeah no I think it's just so much more powerful you go in a room with executives and instead of a PowerPoint slide you have a dashboard and they have a question like why why is that spiking over there you click on it you can drill down you can go down to the transaction level if you have to right I mean real time like you said and it might be yesterday's data but it's 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 or it's you know whatever but it's much much more uh useful than like you said it's the static way of doing things um I think that's kind of the next revolution probably I mean I think We start off, we just want to get our audit, you know, our financial reports, we want to get audits clean. I think, you know, we want our financial systems to work. I think now we're at, we want to, now we have the data, we want to be able to see it and really know how to use that information, right?
1: Yeah, totally. I I really like the point that you made. Um, The difference between uh, having data in a static visualization and an interactive dashboard is that you're empowering the person who you're giving the dashboard to, to ask a question and then to answer it. Yeah. Um, and that um, I, I, we think is really powerful.
0: Yeah, that's huge. Well, Justin, this is great. I really appreciate uh, everything today. And uh, these websites are amazing. And I hope you guys, like you say, keep up the pace, keep out putting some more visualizations, and analyses. I think uh, this is really great for folks to check out. So thanks for being here today.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, Paul.
0: Thanks for tuning in. Check us out, agacgfm.org have a podcast page there chock full of goodies for you to listen to. Available on iTunes, Google Play, of course. Hope you enjoyed it. So until next time, this is Paul Marshall signing off for Accountability Talks with AJ.